So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy, and I'm excited to have on my guest today. Uh, his name is David Gibson, and he's from New Balance Lifestyle and New Balance Altogether. Um, and I'm super, super excited to talk about everything that he's he's gone through and uh, that career journey that everybody is so intrigued by, um, from GM to New Balance, and that says enough. So I just want to jump into it. So David, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Izzy, bro. I'm I'm excited, man. It's my first podcast, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about this track star to like you like i said before and mentioned before gm to to new balance so um for the people that don't know who you are um do you want to give a brief intro as to who you are and what you do yeah so uh, my name is david gibson like izzy said uh born and raised in flint michigan um graduate of xavier university in cincinnati ohio um i am currently a global product manager at new balance i've been at new balance for about seven years that's dope that's super dope we can get into so much right now, um, but I want to narrow into that that Flint upbringing uh, because yeah. if anybody that's listening that listens to the podcast pretty religiously has listened to the the Jamerson Green episode and he he repped and talked so heavy on Flint um, and I mentioned uh, to you via email that like every time I talk to people from Flint or Detroit. I just feel like I, I can be 100% myself um, and they're, they're being the same. So like, do you want to talk about that upbringing and like how that's influenced you um, in like your adulthood? Yeah, definitely. It is so crazy. Like me and Jamerson went to high school together. So for like us <laughs> to be doing what we're doing now, like I remember like a couple of summers, like when we first got out of college, just trying to figure it out. Like, you know, we're going to do something. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do something. But Flint is by far, you know, my favorite place in the whole wide world. Like I ride or die for the city of Flint. Um, I think it's it's a beauty, it's an authenticity, it's a it's a hustler's mentality. I think that you kind of are born with when you're more, when you grow when you grow up in Flint, Michigan. Um, I think that you know a part of why we are able to find success is the hustle. Like we, you know, we've had multiple jobs. Like we will. Look, there's nothing that I won't do to be successful. You know, like I, I think, and that's just because of what I saw. Like you know, my dad punched the clock in at General Motors for like 37 years. You know, so like same schedule. You know, six five six days a week. You know, garage goes up at six in the morning, like he's gone. You know what I'm saying? So like, I understand yeah. what work look like. I understand what, you know, it means to be, you know, to put everything into it. And I think that that's just a part of, you know, a factory, like manufacturing city is like the hustle. And so I think that that's just what I've always carried instilled in myself. And what my parents taught me too, is you just got to work. Like I'm, you know, I'm willing to work. And I think that that's a part of just like the Flint mentality is like, 
you, you know, there's nothing that we won't do. And I, I take that yeah. with throughout my career to this day. That's dope. That's, that's super dope. There's a lot of people that um, don't have that. And while there might have been tough times, like there's like now looking back on it, I, I'm sure you're like, damn, like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have learned X, Y, and Z. Um, and it couldn't have impacted me as much. Yeah, like I think I think the capacity to work sometimes gets like brushed under the rug. Like, you know, you have to sometimes you have I wouldn't even say sometimes like a lot of times you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? And so for me, like my I, I ended up doing like an internship at General Motors. Right. Like I want to say my sophomore year of college. Right. And we were it was second shift. So we three to midnight in there every day. Right. Like six days a week. I'm 19, 20 years old, three to midnight on a Friday. And that was if we got off on time. Nine times out of 10, we were working like 10 hour shifts. So I usually say like three to 2 a.m. And like, it was work, you know what I'm saying? Like you sweating, like it was all, it was like, and I came home and I told my dad, I'm like, all right, like, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna finish what I need to do. Like, you know, y'all have to worry about me no more. Like, this is not what I want to do. Like, it's not for me in the long run. But I learned a lot about like, I was never late always on time like it just taught me a lot of like structure and like the work capacity and the willingness to do it you know like an OG's in there they'll teach you a lot of game too so it was a great experience no doubt it's crazy because I like even growing up myself my dad's been an operating engineer since I was like I was born and like uh, been in construction since I was bored I should say but like like you said like he's to this day like four in the morning garage opens he he gets out of there and like that it, it's a grind and then you realize very quickly like yo I don't want to do that and like from a from a young age man I'm not even t- I'm not even kidding he was like yo you and your brother you don't, you're not built for this like <laughs> you're not built for this and like you need to figure out like what you want to do and um, just those those outside influences while I wasn't like working it or anything like that seeing him do that I was like okay like that's that's how I learned a work ethic that's who like that's what I need to bring to whatever desk job quote-unquote desk job that I do next I think that's a part of like why my pops like pushed me to get into the internship was like to see that like all right, you think it's all sweet, you know, all fun and games until you get in there and you get cussed out by somebody like 30 years older than you and like, you know, all that, all that stuff that goes into it. So it was a, it was by far like one of those like flexion points in my life where I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what I want to do. When you're moving from GM to figure out what you want to do, like what were yeah. those influences that kind of led you down the path of what you're doing today? Yeah, so backstory right um I, I ran track in college at every university the coach that recruited me out of high school he ended up leaving my freshman year right so it's like all right dang like that's crazy i end up doing yeah. two you know continuing to run but he ends up opening up a running store in cincinnati called buckeye running company and he was hiring like i think this was like my junior year of college and I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'll work. Like, I don't, I, you know, I need to get a side job. Like, you know, you're flexible. You understand like our schedule with running, you know, and you were like the person that my parents like truly trusted, right? Like I'm my mother and my father's only son. So like, if they drop me off at your school, like I, you need to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm good. And so he gave me a job, um, became like a mentor uh, to me. Um, 
And so it was like, I want to say my senior year, right? Like I'm working on like a Saturday and this Adidas car pulls up, like boom, like pulls up, the guy gets out, full Adidas gear on, you know, swagged out. I'm like, I'm super obsessed with like backpacks. So like he had this super fire, like Adidas backpack on and he just came in and it was like, you know, hey guys, how's it going? I'm like, yo, who are you? <laughs> like, like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what is your title? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you from? Like, I need to know, like, you know, about everything, you. everything. Like, yeah. I had never seen this before. Like, I never had like, you know, branded out. Like, you're not a pro athlete. You're not like a rapper. You know, you're not a superstar. It just was like swagged out in Adidas gear. And he told me about like yeah. what a tech rep was. And like, you know, his job was to go around to his territory, all the running stores and just talk about sneakers and like make sure everybody was educated on their brand and like what they were doing. I was like, I said, you get paid to do that? <laughs> like, like that's your job? <laughs> like that's what, that's what you do every single day is you get in the car and you go to the stores and like, he, gave, he had like candy, like he could have gave us like, you know, shoes or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, you know, it was like yeah. that moment right there. And I want to say my senior year of college, I finally figured out what I wanted to do. Like, I always yeah. had this like idea of like, I just knew I wanted to do something dope. Like that, my my mom, I'll tell you, I always tell her this, like, you know, I feel like I wasn't just put on this earth to work. And so like, just punching the clock at General Motors wasn't my thing. And so right. I felt like I had to figure out what, you know, I was put here to do. And, you know, my wife is going to kill me for saying this, but I always say, like, I've only ever been good at two things in my life, and that was running and sneakers. And so to get a job mm. within sneakers and running, it was like, great. So I was all in on getting a tech rep job from like that moment on. And it took me like a solid like year, like I had to do a victory lap, like, just like, mm. you know, I was coaching, I was doing all these other like, I had like three jobs, like trying to like get a tech rep job you know what i'm saying like i'm like working at the running yeah. store i'm coaching side coaching still training like you know doing like those odd jobs to try to make a little a couple dollars to stay in cincinnati and uh i finally 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 landed a job like may in may of like i want to say 2014 or 2015 at new balance as a tech rep and so like damn it, it, i mean you couldn't even you can't even make it up bro like and the funny story about that is like the only reason I got an interview is because I put on my resume, I put my current address and I put my Flint address on there. And they were like, oh, he's from, you know, he's from Michigan. So, he, you know, let's talk to yeah. him or else. I don't think I would have even gotten an interview, bro, to be quite honest. Like, it just like, Damn. like, she said that at the interview. I'll never forget. She was like, you know, I saw you had two addresses on here. I thought that that's interesting. We should, we wanted to talk to you because we thought that that was pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> like. Thank you. Like, I appreciate that. And like, it's been great ever since then. So it's crazy because I still like I've lived in Milwaukee since I came up here for college and I still use my parents address sometimes because yeah. they're in Chicago. So like, it's like you never know type of thing. Yeah, you got to. That's a gem right there, everybody. I hope everybody take notes on that. Like, that's a gem. When you say that uh, you, you were trying to get this tech rep job, like I'm guessing you were just applying at every type every, of running company, yeah. like every brand that was in that store at that at that time, Bro, correct? Like I was looking <laughs> at like sock brands, like like and uh, energy brands. Like I think there was like the Goose. Like I was trying to work for them. 
I had a couple interviews that like I, I bombed like the first couple interviews I got right like I just was like <laughs> too amped up like trying to yeah. be like this like know everything about the shoes like just straight bombed them and then like I finally got into my rhythm but I wasn't getting any interviews I was like yo like you know like you said you everybody knows like you're like 19 20 years old I don't have a whole lot on my resume outside of like you know experience at you know supervising at General Motors and uh so like they just took a flyer out of me like it's truly like you know as I've gotten older you kind of feel that out like it's like I don't know yeah. how that's how this happened but like I'm turned up about it. Like, I came, I came to that interview, bro. Like I shaved all my face off. I would have shaved my eyebrows <laughs> off for that job. Like I was like, I need it. <laughs> like, like I, like, like I wasn't even super in love with New Balance, right? Like, I had a couple pairs, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. But like, I was like, I need this job, bro. Like I need it, and like I came, like yeah. I came prom ready. Like I had my prom suit, like ironed out, <laughs> like pressed. Like, you had the white suit on man like don't touch me i'm too clean to come in here today like i was ready bro like before we get too far away from that track experience i, I want to talk about it a little bit because yeah. being an athlete and it's specifically being a d1 athlete from the outside eye it looks like a lot of glitz and, and glamour but it's 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 a grind and like you said yeah. you were working all those different jobs so like how was that experience i know you're still running to this day so like that's that's a love of yours and a passion of yours but like how was being a d1 athlete um, it's a, it's a part of why I am who I am today. Um, I am super structured that way. And so I think mm -hmm. in college, like that really kept me on a focused path. Like I, you know, my mother, my mother don't play. Like my mother will, you know, like she is not for play. Like, yeah. like you know, if you're going to mess up, you're going to come home or like, you're not going to participate in these athletics. And that's how it's been my whole life. And so getting to college like running was almost the thing that kept me on the path to like finishing what i was doing because i knew in order to run i needed to do well in school and like that's just how i've always been and so it was a lot though like it definitely like you know your first couple weeks i was late i got in trouble like kicked off the team for like a week because i wasn't getting you know i was i didn't understand like what it meant to train at a high level all the time right like i thought i was gonna come in there yeah like high school i'm like oh i can you know, I can run fast. I'll get you, you know, in the down the line. Like, no, they have a level, set, yeah. a level expectation and a level of excellence that, you know, I needed to learn. And my coach, you know, we had a head coach, but also the sprint coach. She like, she like molded me and, and cared about me. So she saw more of me than I saw myself at that time. And I feel like I needed right. that, right? Like I needed that. And so she like, she's helped me just like, not only become a better athlete, but like push me, like throw up at the track, like push yourself, push yourself, push yourself, and then push me in the school part of it too. Like, hey, you're not a C student. Like you can, you can do this. You can get B's, you can get A's, but you have to work. And so Coach Raddis, like she, she, you know, through those four years, and even to this day, like one of my best friends, like she just gave me hope and gave me like a, an experience and opportunities that, you know, I would have never gotten without track. And so to this day, I just keep that same like structure, bro. Like I know if I want to go run in the afternoon, I need to be great at my job throughout the day. And like, not just okay, because yeah. if you're okay, then you're going to work longer hours. 
Like if I want a hard stop at five, I got to go hard. And so that was like that experience and that structure is just something that I've kept with me to this day. And, you know, I, we always used to say, like, it's only weird if it doesn't work. And so far, it's been working. So I'm just going to keep on rocking with it. So you get this tech rep position and you're at New Balance. You, you finally have that job that, in a sense, you dreamed of for so long. Mm -hmm. Take me through the time that's passed since being a tech rep to today and like how that journey's looked. Yeah, so seven, like seven years ago, right? Which is crazy to think about because I, I still remember like, you know, getting the, picking up the New Balance car. Like I drove that car. Like, I don't think anybody drove that car more than me. Like I was on it like <laughs> four to six hours a day. Like I ran the mileage up. Like I wasn't gonna let anybody outwork me. And so, you know, I took that role and I just, I, I hit it full head of steam, right? Like I ended up moving back to Flint. So I was living at my parents' house for about two, during the whole time, so about two and a half years. Um, and I was just on the go. Like I was from Flint to Grand Rapids, to Kalamazoo, to Holland, to Detroit, you know, Ann Arbor. Like I'm running through the midden, like driving that car. And because I wanted yeah. to be, you know, I was going to work. Like that's just what I, I knew this opportunity was great. I was the only black male on the team. So, I, you know, I, I understood that and I understood that I was going to work. And um, from there, I was able to win Tech Rep of the Year in like the second year of doing it, which was super incredible. Like my mother was on the phone crying. Like it was like, and we were like, you know, awesome. to be successful, to do these things. Like, you know, it was truly a blessing. And like, it just showed that if you do the work, you know, you can go a long way. So I ended up doing that. And then I got to that point where like, I was tired of driving. Like, I was like, this just isn't, you know, exciting to me anymore. Like it, it was a great, like, I think I'm 24, 25 at the time. So I'm like, all right, it was great when I was 22, 23. Like I could just go, yeah. like, I'm just boom, 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 going. But as I hit like a little bit older, I'm like, all right, I want to kind of slow down a little bit and get into some of these like newer, you know, try something new. And so I ended up accepting a job at New Balance as an assistant product manager on the kids business. Right. So this is my first experience in shoe building. Right. And it's kids shoes. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's like, I thought you were in the lifestyle. I thought you wanted to do, you know, all these things. I'm like, yeah, but I can't get a job in lifestyle right now. So I got to do this kids job. And so kids was a hustle like it was a hustle for sure like i learned so much about shoe building and just like you're working on shoes that are margin diluted and i'm sitting in these meetings like my first couple of weeks just like this is unreal on top of the fact that i moved to boston by myself right like new city my my girlfriend or my wife who was my girlfriend at the time is living in dc and so we're like Except we're not, we're doing the long distance thing. I'm trying this new job. I don't know the language. I don't know, you know, shoelaces and midsoles. And then like, it's just a lot more shoes. So like you're more talking about grade school, preschool, infant crib. I'm trying to learn all of that. But, you know, it was truly like an experience of a lifetime though. Cause like, I feel like I'm a great shoe builder because of that experience on the kids business. Like. I can make any shoe because of that. Like I know how to make high volume, high price shoes, low price shoes, whatever. And so I did that for about two and a half years. And then I accepted a job as an associate product manager on the lifestyle business. And I thought I made it, bro. Like I thought I was, I thought like I finally got to the promised land. You know what I mean? Like I finally got on the lifestyle and like I was able to finally do this thing. 
and I was probably what 27 at the time and it was great bro like I was so amped up but I think I, I really needed to learn the like the like the corporate etiquette a little bit better right so I feel like because I was in the field at a young age I was like you know on my own I was on an island like I could do what I wanted to do I didn't have to like use excel or like do those things like that and so when I got this associate product manager role like it turned up like it was all right like you know you need to perform we're working on like we're working on big shoes right like our shoes keep the lights on at New Balance like so you can't like I think somebody used to use this quote where you can't like two of us couldn't ride on the same airplane together just in case because there's too many too much volume on on there for that so I did that for I've done that role now for about two and another two and a half years and so I just actually became a, a product manager as of like a month ago and so it's a it's been a grind bro it's been a grind but like <laughs> truly a learning experience and just a lot but it's crazy just seeing like the growth that obviously happens from your time in the field to to today and to relate it all back to you being an athlete like like you said that structure you didn't know you needed it at the time but you're still using it today and you're approaching it every every day when you log in from nine to five um yeah. you've had your your hands on some really really cool um projects in the last couple of years do you want to talk about the latest one in the black the black history month i'm gonna call it capsule uh that you guys did um yeah. but yeah so what you want to talk about like what influence i know there's a lot of hands of that i had charlene on uh who was yeah. a big influence on there so like talk about talk through that a little bit yeah so the my story matters campaign is by far probably my like pride and joy of New Balance, like the most fulfilling, the most rewarding experience that I've had so far. Um, and it really came together. It like, it's so funny, like the brief. So we started to like work on these things and we couldn't figure out like what we wanted to do. Like this was like last mm -hmm. March, right? Like right before the pandemic had hit. So we were having like a couple like powwows and things like that. I'm like, I don't know. Like we're not feeling it. Like we couldn't come up with a story yeah. and I'm at my apartment. It's like midnight, right? Like. And I'm like, I got it. I told him, I'm like, we're mid, like mid sleep. I'm like, I got it, Jaleesa. Uh, that's my wife's name, Jaleesa. I'm like, I think I, I figured it out. I run to my laptop and I like, I've always had this like passion or like this thing for like the choir and like whatever the choir yeah. may mean to you. For me, it was more about the church and like just the experience about putting the robe on, you know, even high schools have like the chorale and things like that. And like, you know, it was yeah. this prestigious elegance and this class that came with being on this thing and so i started to like look up like sister act the movie you know kanye's killing mm -hmm. like the the sundays the sunday choir thing and like it's really starting to like become this thing i'm like i'm not crazy about like loving this thing now right and so we put together yeah. this deck the designer jordan like he like he's like bet like i get it like totally understood he designed both the 574 and the 990 um and then collectively we pitched this idea to like Charlene and the marketing team and they were like got it I think Coco would be all yeah. about this like Jaden would be a part of this and so from there you know we wanted to really utilize this to lift everybody's voice and lift this lift the, the voice of the marginalized community and so that's where like the mm -hmm. my story matters came in for that because you know I'm a big proponent of your story is one of your strongest weapons and one of your your biggest 
what makes you you and we wanted to give that opportunity to the communities that hadn't used that before and so we ended up creating that box that's behind me that was like the seating kit and um we were showing up on places bro that like i had never even think that they talked about shoes like we were on essence it was on good morning america like my mother is like a good morning america ride or die so she was turned up to see that like we were like it was truly incredible like the look was incredible dapper lou shot everything out of his creative house who's based out of brooklyn um he's yeah, african-american as well so like it was just like super pro black authentic um but we also created these like these their story matters too because we understand the importance of allyship as well and we wanted to make this yeah. an inclusive thing for anybody who wanted to be a part of this like I'd like to use the term this cookout, right? Like if you wanted to support the cookout and come through, you know, get you a dog or a burger, like, you know, you can support this as well. And so there was the Their Story Matters component of it as well. Beautiful shots, um, came full circle. I just, the only thing that was like disappointing was the fact that it was COVID. So we couldn't really like come together and like, you know, really celebrate and build upon this and like, you know, do the full recap, but it's going to be, even bigger and even better and just continuing to tell these stories of the marginalized community and push that envelope there yeah i was taken back by just everything all the detail that went into it and Mm -hmm. uh, the entire campaign and seeing everybody that was involved from like you said the allyship to Mm -hmm. um, just the people that were just going jumping in and, and jumping on board was was amazing 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 to see also the shoes were beautifully they i would say the shoes were beautiful but like all the the apparel that came with it it was something that uh really stood out to me so it was super dope yeah shout out to the team man like it was i mean to do that during a pandemic um just a lot of moving parts and just starting a lot of conversations bro like it was it's truly like jump-started a lot of diversity and inclusion in-house conversations and like how we can make you know i'm a big proponent of you can't fix the world until you fix our fix our own home and so as long as we're like doing our part internally you know doing our checks and things like that and we're hoping that we can just you know really share that with the world and build upon that the last time we chatted you told me something i never knew uh which was that new balance's like biggest business is actually baseball um and or one of the biggest businesses is is baseball it was interesting to me because as we start to transition and from the sneaker side and from the the overall quote unquote culture side you start to see this transition of uh, black and brown kids wearing new balance not because mom and dad bought it but because they wanted it and as as we start to transition to to more of that like how do you think your role and your department's role can really um have an influence on in a in a in a weird way dethroning baseball and making making lifestyle one of the biggest things yeah so i think it's like still authenticity like shout out to the guys that are on the collab and the energy team because like they really turned it up like you know this the hottest that our brand has ever been i would say over the last year like you know getting top five shoe top 10 shoes on complex you know is an accomplishment um, the Joe Fresh Goods collection was through the roof. Like that really was like the the catalyst that catapulted us into this like other stratosphere. Like we couldn't even keep shoes on our website, which was like, you know, not our thing, right? Like we have not sold, we like crashing the site, like 
I've only seen that at New Balance. Like, I want to say, like, the Fun Guy t-shirts was crazy. Like, that, like, crashed the internet. Like, it was, like, those moments and those experiences that have really done that. And I think it's from, like, a lifestyle lens. We just have to continue to tell these authentic stories and, like, you know, understand who that consumer is and who we want to be. Our brand is super big, bro. Like, super popular right now. But we have to just continue to build upon that success and build upon those stories and make sure that we're telling authentic new balance stories as well. I think that that's super important. Like our brand is we're still we're still a new balance. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I have to tell people that like we're not trying to be anybody else. Like we don't need to be anybody else. Like we can be who we are and be successful. Like, you know, stop telling me about what everybody else is doing. And like, why aren't y'all doing this? We don't have to do that. Like, we're still a top five brand. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, we're not struggling to like, to figure this thing. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're figuring it out. But like, we're not, we're not a top on the outside looking in. Like, we're in. Like, we're in the party. You know what I mean? So like, we don't have to try to be anybody we're not. And I think that we, we focus in on that and continue to do that. We'll get there. Like, Trust and believe, we, you know, we, we see the top and we want we want part of that, you know. You've been through a lot in the, the last few years um, and throughout your entire career journey. What would you tell, let's say, 18-year-old David? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I think um, that's a really good question. At 18 years old, I want to say for me, I was still trying to like, find myself and I would say you know mm -hmm. the important what I would tell people now is like find what you love to do and then just work it like continue to work it and be who and you know the, one of my mentors he has this quote where he says you know a privilege of a lifetime is to be who you are in this world and I think that that can go a long ways for anybody who's listening you know at whatever age that is but especially at a young age like you don't have to be anybody you're not and you could be successful like for me you know i think now that i think about it, like what i would tell myself like at 18 years old is to just remember your morals because you could be successful doing that so like i would like to say like you know i'm a man of honor you know integrity and uh, authenticity and i would say you know those things are what you know i root myself into this day and what i'm trying to build my platform on and, and those things let's talk about surrounding yourself with the right influences um, because yeah. I feel like we as black and brown people um, sometimes get caught up in hey he's my homie or she's my homie or they're yeah. my homies so I can't really walk away from them uh, yeah. even though they're pulling back even though they're like just mm -hmm. not allowing themselves to grow especially today like how have you identified the people that you want to surround yourself with and did you do you have a time where you needed to cut someone off and how did you do that yeah I think um that's, that's a really good question so I have like a small I would say a small circle but some of like everybody in my circle brings something to the table right like we all heard yeah. the quote like you're a sum of the people that you keep around you I think that they actually are more important to me right now than like Instagram, right? right? Like I heard that quote on Instagram the other day, like you're some of the people that you follow. And like, you, I, they like click for me. I'm like, yo, that's kind of crazy. But I stay rooted in my friends. So like four or five of my closest friends, like we've been ride or die since like the fifth grade, bro. Like since forever, dog. Like if I'm in Flint, Michigan, nine times out of 10, I'm either with Courtney or Cortland or Clinton or Taiwan or Ben. Like those are my dogs to this day. Like everybody knows it. Like, and they all bring something that 
is beneficial not only to me but also i feel like i bring something that's beneficial to them so all of them stood in our wedding but then i went to college and two of my closest friends there like they really helped me like rise to the occasion and that was like you know that occasion was hard work you know goal oriented financial literacy goal focus like those things that like you know I always knew I wanted to do, but like they brought that help lift me up on that. And so like cultivating that has been great. And I would say like the times that I've had to almost cut people back or cut people off are like as I've gotten older in my career and you, you know, a coworker versus a friend or two is like two different things. And I think that I'm learning that yeah. I've learned that over the last two years where like, you know, everything isn't for everybody. And, you know, if it isn't bringing you, you know, positivity or energy or joy, then you just got to cut it. Like, it's nothing wrong with being coworkers, right? Like, it's nothing wrong with, like, that part of it. And I had to learn that the hard way because I'm a very, like, people person. So, like, I would be like, oh, this is yeah. great. Like, you know, you're, you're incredible. Like, let's stay connected. And they weren't looking out. They weren't looking at it the same way. And so, for me, it was like I had to really take that step back. I'm like yo, like, this is really bothering me. <laughs> like, you know, this person is really like, you know, not who I thought they were for me. And so I had to, you know, we just had to part ways and like, there's no bad blood, but like, it's just understanding like, you know, if it's not bringing me joy, if it's not making me happy, then I just have to cut it. And I have to forgive too, right? Like, just because somebody does you the way that you would not do them is an is important part of like growth and experience. I say, David, I'm... We're looking back on this episode ten years from now. What do you want? What do you want to like have accomplished? Like, what's in the future for you? Yeah, I want to. I want to send the elevator back down, bro. Like, I, I don't think I've made it far enough up the mountain yet, but I want to bring and uplift as many people as I can, bro. Like, I'm. I I want to do the work. I'm hoping that I can send the elevator down and bring my people up with me throughout this journey and this experience. I love that. I love that. Well, David, where can people, uh, obviously after debriefing on this, like where can people like find you? Where can people follow you? Where can people find out yeah. more? Yeah, you can check me out on uh, Instagram, uh, mvp.dg. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 